Film on the Rocks is back, baby. Film on the Rocks has been Colorado's essential summer event for over 20 years. They feature live performances and movies under the stars at the iconic Red Rocks Park and Amphitheater. The summer series combines some of the best in culture, views, and cult classics. It's a movie experience like no other. These viewings fill up fast, so make sure you get your tickets ASAP. Avalanche podcast presented by DraftKings Sportsbook, the number one rated sportsbook app out there. Use code DNVR when you sign up for a new account. I'm your host, Rudo, joined by AJ Hayfleet. Talking more expansion draft today with the NHL season playoffs officially over. First of all, congratulations to Tampa Bay. But we figured it was a good time to take a look at the Atlantic Division, take a look at the two cup finalists and what they're going to do for expansion we're gonna go a little out of order today jay because i want to do the cup finalists first so bear with me they in some trouble here yeah yeah uh do you you want to start with the big one in tampa yeah um i had a hard time with this this is this is hard i was a little bit surprised to see you decided to go with the eight skaters yeah Uh, now Stamkos and Kucherov both have NMCs. They would protect them anyway. So that one, not a big deal. You went with Point and Sorelli on the forward side, and then you went Hedman, McDonough, Sergachev, and Chernak on the defensive side. Obviously, Vasilevsky and Net. There, I assume Chernak is your is your fourth protect there, and not McDonough. Correct. Okay, so. If they wanted to, they could go 7-3-1, and one, leave Chernak available. You have to think Seattle would happily take him. But then you'd be looking at protecting options like Yanni Gord, Alex Kalorn, potentially Blake Coleman, if they want to extend him, which that brings in the other side of the conversation. Yep. Seattle needs to lose money, <laughs> like yep. a lot of money they need to get Tampa, rid of. Yeah, Tampa Bay, Tampa oh, Bay has to... Yeah. Tampa Bay is going to the, the reason why I went four and four is that it protects what I think is the true core of their team. Vasilevsky, yeah. their top four on defense, and their biggest difference makers at forward. Mm-hmm. Um you know, there's a lot of talent left open between Palat, Gord, Johnson, Kalorn. Um, Pat Maroon also an important part of their success. Um but they can survive losing any single one of those guys. Uh, they're likely, they're very likely going to lose Blake Coleman and Barclay Goodrow in free agency. 
So, okay, they lose those guys. Um, that does not give them any salary cap relief, though. Right. And that's... I think there's probably an argument to be made that this might be a better team if they wanted to protect someone like a Gord or potentially a Pilat even over Chernak. But when you look at the salary value, if they lose Chernak, that's $3 million off their cap, essentially. Not bad. Right. But losing Chernak is also... He's he's become so the, the their their secret, if you want to call it that, is that this year Victor Hedman was on their second pairing, and their shutdown pairing was McDonough and Chernak. Yep. And and they found a great deal of success with that with that alignment. It worked wonderfully for them. Um, they were. They they have to they have, that's the core of their team in my opinion, those sure. those top four because they are the best combination of size, skill, and physicality, and we just saw Ryan McDonough was badass in these playoffs. He was awesome, and between Chernak and Sergachev, you have two really quality young players there, and obviously Headman. I mean, he's Headman. Yeah. The thing is. The reason that the, I think the four and four is the smart play for them is it it tempts. We've talked about this all week. We'll we'll talk about it right now again. Seattle's going to have trouble finding centers. Yep. And right now, with this with this, they've got Yanni Gord right there. They've got if they want him, Tyler Johnson right there. Yep. They've got Alex Kalorn right there. And of those guys, Gord is the only one that consistently plays center. But the other guys have done it, so they could if they wanted to. The one big name that's sitting here <laughs> that's just staring them in the face is Calfoot. The youngster on D. First round pick, if they if they were to expose Chernak and lose Chernak, Foot would just take that, that spot. Does he does he fill that role? Maybe. I don't know. And maybe Seattle, maybe or maybe Tampa Bay would prefer to find out. They would lose they would lose Chernak's contract, uh, lose that money, get a little bit more flexibility, because right now they're 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 still over the cap. To be clear, they are eighty five million is what their projected cap hit is. So even if it was Chernak that Seattle picked, they would still be over the cap after right. taking that money off. And Calfoot is unsigned. So that's that's money that's money that they don't know. It, if they were to lose a Gord or a Tyler Johnson, I'm sure they would love to to ship Tyler Johnson. Out. They tried. They right. they, they put Tyler Johnson twice, but they exposed it, him to the entire league. If they're able to move one of those $5 million forwards, all of a sudden, look, they still don't have much wiggle room, but they're not actually over the salary cap for next yeah. year already. So, yeah. They're going to have to they're going to have to lose money somewhere. Like they're going to have to lose one of these guys and then maybe maybe they pay, you know, if yeah, they look if they extra, yeah. If they give Seattle a first-round pick and say, you know, take, uh, you know, take Andre Pilat, 
5.3 million. Bam. Take Yanni Gord. Five point, basically 5.2 million for the next four years. Yep. You know, Tyler Johnson's at 5 million for the next three years. If they, if they pay a premium to take one of those guys off their hands, they could then turn around and like, they've got some young players. Like we saw Matthew Joseph was very good yep. in, in the, in their, their playoff run. Ross, Ross Colton has was four playoff goals. Yeah. Just, just scored the cup winning goal. Like, you know, the game winning goal in the cup clinching game, I will say. You know, they've got young guys. Uh, Barry Boulay is a guy who has torn apart the AHL. Mm-hmm. Mitchell Stevens is a, is a really good two-way guy uh, that's on the ascent and, and has played with the Lightning. Like, they, the, the Seattle is pissed. They can only take one Lightning player. Yep. Because this is... Take, like, three dudes from this team if they could. Yeah. Straight up, like... Cal Foot. I mean, we've we've talked about their their desire their and their ability to find good defenders around the league. But Cal Foot is twenty two years old, a first round pick, and the only reason he is not a regular on the defense is because they're the Tampa Bay Lightning, and they are just the deepest team in the NHL. Yep, they have the they've had the deepest defense in the NHL. Even if they don't lose a defenseman, you have to think it's a pretty easy spot for him to step in for David Savard. Yeah, absolutely. Like, he will be on he will be on that team next year if they don't take him. So the question that Seattle's going to have to answer here, and I think if I, if I'm, if I go because if you go seven and three and then if they, if they, if they then protected Hedman, Sergachev and Chernak and they leave McDonough there, I'm sorry, but if I'm Seattle, I just take him. Yep, yeah, I'd I don't think that would be a hard conversation to have. You you have a very quality 24-year-old D-man that's an RFA at the end of his current contract. You, that's Tampa would be very sad, and Seattle would be licking their chops over any player like that. Yeah. If, if Chernak is exposed, you take him. If McDonough is exposed, you take him. If they're all protected, then you still look at Cal Foot and say, I probably would take that guy. I'm not looking to do Tampa Bay any favors unless they're paying me to do so. And I think I would try and extract maximum value. One first-round pick? No. I'm asking for two first-round picks to pass up on Cal Foot and take Yanni Gord. Look at – I think you could get – leverage some of that. You said it yourself. Seattle said they can only pick one guy. Say, look, give us our first in Barre Boulay to, to take money off your hands. Yeah, or a first in Matthew Joseph. Yeah. That's exactly what I think Seattle should do. They should, and and if Tampa Bay just says no, we're going to make you take somebody, take the guy that uh, take the future guy, take Calfoot. Yep. Make them so, still have a problem. They're in. They're in a. They're in a really tough spot because if they and if they do go seven and three, you're gonna as we've talked, you're gonna have a defenseman, a superior defenseman option open. There are a lot of fun That's forwards bad. in this group. Um, but none of the, and you know, Tyler Johnson with his ties to the area will be obviously intriguing, but yeah, like Dylan says, if they could get a first and, and Matthew Joseph in, in exchange for taking Tyler Johnson, first of all, that's two good forwards that they get to drop in there and a first round pick. Yep. That would be, that would be a fantastic haul for them. Win, win, win for Seattle there. And you probably get your first captain in Tyler Johnson, um, again, as a, as a local guy. So, 
I I think that that would be that would be such good management, like yeah. such good management. Tampa has their twenty two and twenty three firsts. They don't yeah. have this year's, but Seattle this year's went to Columbus. Anyway, yeah. But stocking up on future assets was something that Vegas actually did very, very well. Mm-hmm. Like, we all talk about the, the three first-round picks that they got their first year, all good and well. The Seattle should be able to replicate that pretty easily. But Vegas also had, like, 12 top 100 picks in those first two years. Yeah. They ended up moving out a significant number of yeah. them. But they did a very good job of acquiring draft assets from yeah. expansion. And I think Seattle's in a better position to do so because teams are more desperate to move money. Yep. And we'll see we'll see what Tampa Bay decides to do here, but they could be in a position where Seattle's is able to get some real value from them. The see the thing there pickles is they're not they're not trading foot. They're trading you stuff to not take foot. That's yeah, the whole thing. Exactly. They're not going to give up foot to get rid of that money. I mean, if they, if they, if they do slam yeah. that one, home. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right, let's look at the cup losers next in Montreal. Uh, I had a really hard time with this one. It is a tough one. You're not going to see uh, Tampa Bay level talent here, but look, goaltender and defense, Pretty straight no-brainers. Obviously, they have to protect Carey Price, Weber, Petrie, and Edmondson. I guess you could have a conversation about the Edmonton's, Edmondson spot if you like yep. Girard or something. But Yeah, between Ben Sherratt, um and then just a younger guy and, and uh, a guy like Kulak if sure. they wanted. Um, but I think they really value Edmondson highly, uh, just given how he was used in their postseason run. Yep. Um, I viewed him as the third guy. He's also younger. Then Sherratt, they make the same money, and he signed longer. So, yep. um, I had him as the as the last protect on the he, on the defense. He is signed through twenty twenty four, whereas the others are a UFA after this coming season. So. Yeah, and yeah, um, and then on the forward side, we have Druin, Josh Anderson, Gallagher, Kakaniemi, Tyler Toffoli, Philip Deneau, and Arturi Lekkinen. Um, things could get a little bit more interesting if they have a line on whether Deneau is hitting free agency or not, but expectations are that he will stay. Um, they, we'll, they, we'll see. If he doesn't stay, then I'm sure think, we'll be talking about that a lot on the show. I think that's going to be a really interesting... Um, uh, I think I think the Deneau thing is going to be a really interesting negotiation as well. Yep. Most of the other guys that are exposed out there will be pending UFAs. Uh, however, there is Paul Byron, who has been on waivers. So yeah. it's not 30, like, 32 years old and signed for yeah. two more years. Yeah. Right. Not not great. Or you could look at someone on the younger side, like a, a Jake Evans or something like that. But Yeah. Uh, if they did not protect uh, Deneau... I think Evans was the guy that I would protect. Yeah. Um, the oh oh I can't. Oh this is this is the one I remember. I was doing okay, this last here night. Go. Here we go. Yeah, this was the this was the issue is that any pretty much any other alignment of protecting the forwards of the realistic forwards, um, then they aren't eligible for. Mm, they don't yeah. meet the forward exposure requirements. 
So they, they could one signed, yeah. Exactly. Mind. They could always sign like a Yoel Armia or or a Jordan Wheel or you know somebody. Like they can sign somebody. Throw a one year deal at them to yeah. make the qualification. Yeah. Exactly. So that then they could turn around and have them be exposed. Um, but I I don't really have any like these guys are free like Tatar is a free agent. Byron is a no thank you. Um and and like they can't at the at this particular moment they can't expose Jake Evans um and leave Dano off the list. So they they're in a they're in a really weird spot where they'll probably just have to throw uh, a one year deal at somebody to give them a little more flexibility. But right now this was the only list that I could make. Yep. That that fulfilled the requirements. So Dano availability might be interesting, but with what we have now is it Jake Allen time? Yeah. And, uh, you know, it's Jake Allen. Jake Allen actually, uh, so his cap hit, if you look at his cap hit in the uh, actual cap hit of it. <laughs> yeah. If you if you actually look at his, his new contract, uh, he's only making 2.875. Because yep. if you look at the money that he's making in the in cap friendly's tool here, it's last year's salary at four point three five. Yep, he's only making two point eight five uh, for on a two year deal. And for me, I'm like that's and Jake Allen was really really important for them. You get, you get two years of a thirty year old goaltender under three million that you could feel reasonably comfortable running in a tandem. He is a pseudo starter. We saw him as St. Louis's starter for a couple of years, and look, he he ultimately failed there when Jordan Bennington took that job. But he's shown plenty of ability to be Solid. one of the one of the best backups in the NHL yep. and a a lower end starter. Can get so you if he's the starter, yeah. Yeah, you're not in bad position, would you? And especially at that money for two years for a 30 year old Jake Allen. Like, I've looked at Jake Allen and that that contract extension since it got from the day it got signed, and I said, "This is easy." All right, I, I that's that's the pick for me. That's I, always I been the pick for Montreal. And again, unless something crazy happens with Deneau and they have a good feeling, Seattle that is has a good feeling that they could get him to sign or something. The other thing that they could do, um, you expose Duran. Sure. Uh, you expose Duran, who did, you know, there are, there are issues there. Signed for two more years at five point five million. Still just twenty six years old. So, and and could he go to Seattle, get a fresh start, and be out of the spotlight in Montreal, be out of the spotlight of the expectations? that have come with him everywhere he's been uh, around his career and just be be a top six guy in Seattle for two years at 5.5 million. Look, if Montreal went that route, I would prefer him over Jake Allen. Me too. If I'm Seattle and they expose Drew in that, I take him every time. Yeah. But. And that helps, you know, Montreal, maybe that helps them um, re-sign Philip Deneau. Sure a money move to a certain extent for them if they were to go about it that way. Yeah. They're not really like Montreal's not dying for Cash. for money. They just they just have lots of um Work lots of guys who are unsigned. Um Kakanyemi, Lekanen, Tatar, Stahl, Dano, Armia, Perry, 
all have all all are unsigned guys. They have seven forwards signed for next year right now. Yeah, and all of those guys, all of those guys that I just named, played roles in their postseason run. Um, Tatar and Kakanyemi obviously were scratches at the end, but all those all those guys played played a role in their run. So it would be interesting. Like it's easy to let Stall go, right? But yeah. trying to get trying to bring back Dino, try and bring back Armia if they wanted to. You know, Lekkonen and Kakanyemi are RFAs, so they'll raises, probably yeah. be back. Yeah. Yeah. So interesting. They're in an interesting spot, um, and I think it's basically <laughs> lose lose Jake Allen or expose Jonathan Duran, and Seattle should just take him. All right. Uh, we can take our first period break on uh, that note with Breckenridge Brewery, the official beer of DNVR. Of course. We love them over here. I drink them all the time. You can get it down at the DNVR bar if you like, or keep an eye out for their good company, Seltzers, at a local liquor store near you. Use the Breck Beer Locator online to find it. AJ, I don't know if you would know this question, but how many how many beer cans do you think get used at, at every game in Ball Arena? He's thinking hard about it. I have no idea. So many. Yeah, it's got to be in like the multiple thousands, right? I mean, so many. So, I, so 18,000 18, people go to a game. If even half of them buy beer. That's 9,000, yeah. Some of them will be, of course, on tap, but. Yeah. Plenty uh, those... go with go let's uh, let's just go with a really 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 low estimate conservative let's say let's say like 1500 sure so you're talking about 1500 and that's at ball arena alone so not all of those will be made by the ball corporation but a significant amount will and then you spread that out to every sporting event in the country and you're talking about hundreds of thousands of, of cans that are going every single week, basically. Uh, so they need a lot of cans over at Ball Corp, and they are hiring. You can go right now to jobs.ball.com and search for Golden, or text Golden to 7222 to see what is available for employment. They're a great place to work. They actually pay a living wage and all of that. So, you know, check them out. Give them a look. Ball they're awesome. They also have other things going on than just their aluminum recycling cans, all of that. They also work in the aerospace industry and do things like monitoring resources here on Earth. So give them a look today. Again, text Golden to 77222 and see what they have out there. And, you know, also consider signing up for a membership here at DNVR as uh, it is expansion draft and draft season. Our coverage is about to ramp up quite a bit. It's already started with the expansion draft. The entry draft coverage is starting next week. So we've got a lot of stuff coming your way here. Keep your eyes peeled. Uh, signing up obviously gets you a bunch of amazing stuff from our awesome shirts to our content to big beers at the DNVR bar. Check us out today. Consider supporting us. Help the Yacht Fund. Uh, thank you for the super <laughs> chat, Jacob. He says, thoughts on Cooch's post-game press conference? I didn't watch it. You should. Is it that good? It's fun. Okay, I'll go watch he's, that. This. He's shirtless and drinking and clearly already gone. Sounds about right. And, and just tease off. 
on everybody and <laughs> everything goes in yeah yeah it's stream of consciousness man it's it's awesome i love it i love it yeah let them have it cooch you deserve to say whatever you want yep <laughs> he had to he had to sit back and listen to to, to people denigrate him all year um he gets the last laugh. Yep. So, all right, let's go to Boston next. Yeah, um, the Nate Landman news today was exciting. Yeah, uh, I'm ex- I'm excited that Nate Landman is our he's our first DNVR athlete. Pumped on it. Yeah, it's gonna be dope. People people that don't aren't familiar with Nate Landman when he gets drafted in the first round next year, you will be. <laughs> uh, back to the hockey. We're talking Boston. AJ, I'm gonna let you take your choices away because it's it's hashtag Rudo's bladder time. <laughs> okay, uh, so this is again, <clears throat> excuse me, kind of an interesting, uh, some interesting choices uh, that I had to get made here. Uh, I left all of the UFAs, uh, the pending UFAs that would be of interest, uh, namely David Krejci and Taylor Hall. I left them off the protection list. Um, we'll just see how it goes. But uh, I I was trying to find a way. Charlie Coyle with the NMC had to be protected. Uh, he would be a guy that I would be very middle of the road about uh, leaving off their protection list. But I was trying to find a way to keep Craig Smith protected. Uh, knowing that Taylor Hall loved playing in Boston, David Krejci, longtime Bruin, I just feel like those are two guys they have good advantages to, to possibly bring back. Um, Taylor Hall's shown himself to be kind of a weird guy in in what he wants the last couple of years. Uh, so you know, knowing that, I think he's safe to leave unprotected. I was really trying to find a way to protect Nick Ritchie and Craig Smith. Just keep those guys around. Uh, and and Jake DeBrusque is a guy that was on the trade block this year. Really. Had a, had a decent postseason, um, but if Boston is m- still motivated to move him, that's a guy from Seattle I would be trying to pry out of there. Um, I mean, you, DeBrusque is one of those weird situations, right, for Boston, where it's not like the Tyler Johnson situation in Tampa where they're literally just trying to get rid of the guy. They're, yeah. Boston can get value out of Jake DeBrusque. Yeah. The, the big guy that I left uh, unprotected here is Andre Kasha. Yep. And you m- remember... There was the, some interest in him from the Avs a little while yeah, back. Yeah, there was a lot of league-wide interest from him. Um, but the injury issues that he had in Anaheim that we talked about followed him to Boston. And just, we'll see here. Uh, on defense, this was pretty straightforward. These are the three best defenders, so I just protected them. Um, Jeremy Lazon is an interesting guy. There's some other guys there too, um, you know that that I think could spark interest if uh, Seattle really wanted to. But for me, I would I would be taking the chance on on Kasha if they wanted to, with Trent Frederick um, a, a lower a lower roster player who brings that a, a really sandpaper element to his game, uh, a real toughness there, that would be okay. He would be fine. Is, is this a first? No interest in a defenseman from AJ in Boston? 
No, well, I mean, you like La- Jeremy Lazan would be the guy that you would take the look at. You think so? Um, but that's like he's a he's a good young player. Um, I I like him, but but you'd rather take a chance on Kasha or something like that. There, this is this is one of those cases where it's like you take the chance on Kasha. You're gonna need forwards at some point. Like you're gonna need him. I'm with Zaboral. Like, if you wanted to do that again, that's fine. They're gonna they're gonna have their checks on him. There, it would be a defensible thing to do. But again, they're gonna be able to get so many defensemen from around the league that where can they get forward talent? Where is the forward talent more intriguing? And for me, it's it's with a guy like Kasha. Okay. Where, but hey, if, if he's yeah, if he's healthy, he's really really good. Yeah, definitely would not complain about taking Kasha. I'm just a little curious because it so far we may have picked about eighteen defensemen. If it were <laughs> you and I building this team, so it's true. We're finally moving towards a forward or two here and there, maybe in the Atlantic. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then uh, Rask, I just protected. Because you got to protect somebody, yeah, and right. like he's a UFA, and he said it's Boston or nowhere. So maybe don't protect him if they really wanted to protect uh, one of the two, one Vlad of the two younger goalers. Yeah, Vlad or Booth, then fine. Do that too, I guess. I I didn't feel strongly about any other goaltending. I don't think their goaltending is particularly relevant to Seattle in any case. Yeah. So. Yeah. And this is another, like Chris Wagner's right there as a, as a guy that we know is a solid, uh, a solid fourth liner liner. Yeah. Yeah. So again, if you're trying to do that, Trent Frederick, like I said, he's a bottom six guy, uh, but he's young and signed for two more years. Um, So he is a, an, an easy, like, Former first round pick, but he brings he brings the toughness. Um, he could be he could be intriguing too. But if you really if you're taking a chance on the upside and trying to get a star player, it's Kasha. All right. I am All not right. out of quarantine yet, Sasha. Uh, tomorrow is my last day in quarantine. So close. And then look out, Manitoba. <laughs> All right, let's move into the wasteland. Of Buffalo. Yeah. <laughs> uh, they're protecting a lot of assets that they're likely to trade. Yeah. <laughs> That's about it. Uh, the defensive side, fairly easy. You went with Risto, Yogi Haru, and Dolling. You did leave Colin Miller exposed. Yeah, who hasn't been any good in Buffalo. Right, right. But you could say that of a lot of people in Buffalo. Uh, yeah. He protected Olmark in net over Carter Hutton. Sure. Uh, Jack Eichel, Jeff Skinner, Sam Reinhart, Victor Olofsson, Anders Bjork, Cage Thompson, and Casey Middlestat protected on the forward side. Uh, leave some some interesting options. Gergensons and Cody Eakin on the forward end uh, being guys that are signed through the next year. Um, neat, I guess. Buffalo... Yeah. It, it, is Buffalo kind of just take a guy that you can drop onto your roster and move on. Yeah. So Buffalo, um, like they've got Gergensen's sitting right there. Um, 
Jake McCabe as a UFA is right there. I really like McCabe too, but I do too. But as a as a UFA, it was right. It... I they, I don't know. I don't know how they feel about taking UFAs. Um, I'm I'm just sure. not sure. Why take a UFA, especially when you can sign him in a week anyway? Yeah, that's exactly how I feel about it. Now a guy like McCabe. Um, in his prime defender that's going to get a decent contract, like, okay. He, yeah, okay. Um, but for me, like, this is this is probably a, like, if you really wanted to take Gergensen's, uh, I protected Anders Bjork because they traded for him at the deadline. Yep. He signed for a couple more years, so, you know, I figured they would want to at least see what they had with him. Uh, but if they leave him unprotected, I would take him as, as Seattle. I mean, I'm not tempted to take Colin Miller. I'm not telling, tempted to take any of these other defenders um, unless they unless they like McCabe I mean, again, for, the, for a free agent slot. We keep talking about them needing centers. Is there any hope in the universe that they think maybe Gergensen can get back to close to a thirty point guy? Eh, eh not feeling it. Yeah, I mean, Asplund is fine. Like he's. I, he would be a fine young forward that they could take, um, and I would have no issues with that. If you drop that guy in there, give him a bigger role, and see how it goes, it would be totally fine with me, too. I, I think the question there is starting to become just how many young guys can they afford to put on their roster? Because as much as you and I love younger prospects with upside... Every yeah. NHL team they, loves to add in at least a decent number of, of vets and experience. They will need a couple of guys that have been around the block a couple times. And when we do the mock draft and we have the actual lists in hand, yeah. and we know a couple of the different moves, um, fine. Yeah, I mean, until Skinner, there hasn't really been any noise about Skinner being willing to waive the NMC. Um, and if he did... I wouldn't take him. Me either. Um, there's just too much, too 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 much money and too much term on that contract to, to take that chance. Six. If I if I had a center, dollars, man. If if I had a center that I was comfortable dropping him next to, I would take that chance because I've always liked Jeff Skinner. Um, but I take nine million dollars for fourteen points in fifty three games, even at Buffalo. That's so bad. <laughs> Yeah, and last year was especially bad for everybody in Buffalo. Yeah. So I just I'm I'm kinda just like, look, I I I don't think he would have a great renaissance or anything anywhere else, but I think he would be better than that. There's I, something there's just something wrong in I, Buffalo. I hear you. He would be better, but even if he was the best version of himself, you have a hard time justifying nine million dollars for it. Look, if he's the best version of himself, he's a thirty goal scorer and you're yeah, you're overpaying him. Definitely, but if he's scoring 30 goals, you're at least getting something out of him. $9 million is a lot of money, though. It's a lot of money, and it's $9 million until he's 35, so... Yeah, what, six more years on that deal? Yep. Goodness. It's rough. It is rough out there, so... He did himself really, really well. He made, he made himself some good money. That is for sure. Yeah. Uh, all right. We'll move on quickly to the other 
not so hot zo team in the Atlantic in Detroit. Um, so I really actually I didn't know what to do with this. Had some one. interesting things going on here. It's just so many old guys. Yep. I I I think this is one of the teams that I just said take a UFA. Move on with life, yeah. Yeah, like like take Valtteri Filpola and for, yeah. For those not Darren Helm. on YouTube protected in goal was Thomas Grice. Defense was Kronik, Chalowski, and Stetcher. On the forward side, Larkin, Bertuzzi, Vrana, Nemesnikov, Fabry, Rasmussen, and Svechnikov. All of the protects are really pretty darn straightforward to me. Um, you know, you're protecting your RFAs, your guys on contract that aren't over the age of 30, basically. <laughs> uh, so, yep. the options are really really fairly slim i guess if you really want danny de kaiser you could get him for a year if you're seattle then don't honestly take take bobby ryan sure bobby ryan would be fun take bobby ryan and give him a first round give him a for a one-year deal and then trade him at the deadline put him in your put him in your top six trade him at the deadline to a team that will talk themselves into a veteran presence who can help them on the power play or whatever (laughs) Like me last year. I would have loved Bobby Ryan on the Avs. Yeah, exactly. Me too. Uh, sure. Like you said, they could do Filpula as a UFA too. Uh, yeah. And guys, like, just don't sign the guy and just, like, take him because right. you're like, well, we have to take somebody. Yep. Ooh, Sam Gagne would be fun. How about him? Yeah. Sam Gagne would be another guy. Um, drop him in somewhere on your team and just be yep. like, all right, this is. Fine, See if he plays well and somebody wants to give us something for him in six months. Yep. So Detroit, straightforward, easy. Turns out when you're a terrible team, there's not a whole lot interesting that can be taken from you. Well, you say that, and uh, Ottawa was the team I struggled the most with so, so far. Uh, Ottawa's interesting, right? Because they've been bad for long enough that they have a big cavalcade of young guys. Mm-hmm. Um We'll get to them in a second, but we do need to take our second period break before we jump in. As we are brought to you by Illegal Pete's. They have amazing burritos. Another place that's just down by the DNVR bar. If you want to pick up a little Illegal Pete's burrito, bring it on over and have yourself a beer. Come on down for the fight on uh, Saturday. Should be fun. With some Illegal Pete's. I, my personal favorites, they're steak and potatoes. Can't go wrong with that. You can also get their house margs, which are delicious if you want to drink mm. They're doing. They're still doing the deal where if you bring in any ticket stub from an event that day in Colorado, you can get yourself a good deal, either a, a supersized margarita or a little bit of something off a drink, something like that. So check out Illegal Pete's. They're awesome and delicious. We're also brought to you all by the Colorado XOs. They are an experimental rugby team over at Infinity Park in Glendale, which, by the way, also hosts the men's and women's national teams. So... Like, you know, the Olympics is coming up in a couple weeks. That's kind of where the U.S. teams play to practice for the Olympics. Kind of a kind of a big deal. I don't know if you've heard about the Olympics, but you can check it out at Infinity Park in Glendale. They also have a bunch of other amazing events there, including movie nights and things like that. I believe the next one is coming up this weekend. Let me let me actually look up the, the dates on it. Uh, Yeah, Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse is coming up on July 12th. So I guess that's this coming Monday. Uh, Gates open at 6 p.m. 
the only good Spider-Man yeah, movie. I, I think we all agree that, that that is the best Spider-Man movie out there. So jump on it. Go see it. Hang out Infinity Park at Glendale. They also have a Rugby Sevens tournament coming up in late August. So it's family-friendly. Great outing for everybody to come watch some rugby, drink some beers, have a good time. All right. Lastly, we are brought to you by Strava Craft Coffee, the CBD-infused coffee that has really changed lives. You can head on over to our bar and get it cold brew or get it online. Get 25% off with code DNVR25. If you really like it, their subscription service will get you 20% off every single time you buy. Uh, All right. Third period of the DNVR Avalanche podcast presented by DraftKings Sportsbook. Let's get back to Ottawa here. Um, should be an interesting team. I think I think it'll definitely come up AJ's alley, as I was saying, where they have a, a lot of young kids to work with and a, a lot of options in that way. I didn't know what to do with these guys. There were so many, like, I protected some dudes, and I have no confidence whatsoever beyond... Connor White, Connor Brown, Brady Kachuk, and Drink Batherson. <laughs> yeah. All the other guys you could make arguments for protecting somebody else over them. Yep. Um leaving leaving Austin Watson and Nick Paul unprotected were both like I kind of threw my hands up in the air and was like, ah gotta leave somebody. <laughs> I don't really like leaving Logan Brown unprotected for Nick Paul would be a completely justifiable thing to do. Um like Chris Tierney, like he's like an he's an okay NHL player. Um, if they wanted to again protect a Nick Paul over them, they, that would be fine. In net with, with so on defense, uh, on defense, I you had to protect. Again, they're in the same position that Montreal was. Uh, Shabbat, Zaitsev, and Mete were the only guys that I could protect um, because they have to meet qualifications. Yeah, Josh Brown is the only other guy that they have to. Uh, I mean, I guess I could protect Josh Brown and leave Thomas Shabbat open, but I'm not doing I mean, that. Theoretically, you could protect Josh Brown and they could give a one-year deal to Mete, right? But Yeah, yeah. like so that's a, another situation where like they're going to need to sign somebody if they want a different protection list, but on defense that's where it is. Yep. So, um that's it's whatever like there 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 are so there were so many coin flips on this one that i was just like i don't know that's this is the team that i have by far the least confidence in because there were so many different um options that you could you could justify in either direction um matt murray and net was basically just like um hey they made a big commitment to him this is the guy uh he got outplayed by gustafson last year so that's they could easily protect Gustafson <laughs> and they could expose the Matt Murray money and to try and entice Seattle to take that chance. I imagine they wouldn't Fine. do that. Seattle, that is. I don't know why they would take Matt Murray at over six million dollars. Yeah, but... right. Like that's the thing, is like it's okay, it's fine. Um, whereas if they could easily take Gustafson, that would be fine. Uh taking him in to be the guy in net, but Sure, if you wanted to expose Zaitsev and protect Brown, that's fine too. That that's all I'm saying is that they had to make they 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 have to protect two of um Shabbat and Zaitsev and they have to and and Brown. They have to protect two of them and expose one of them. 
Yep. Whatever. Obviously, Shabbat is the easy one. Uh, if you feel that strongly about about Brown and Zaitsev, look, they're not. They're, neither one of those guys is getting taken. It doesn't matter. Um, this honestly, this the way this lineup is shaking out is wait till July seventeenth, see which forwards they protect, and take the one that's out there. Yep. Like if they expose if they expose Dadanov because of his age and and the money and the two years, take Dadanov. Yep. Great. If they expose Nick Paul, you take Nick Paul. If they expose Austin Watson, you take that guy. They expose Logan Brown, you take that guy. If you expose Chris Tierney, you take that guy. Like, it's just not, uh, it's just not, it is seriously not difficult. Yeah, I agree. Um, it really, like, like picking nits over the, the, the defensive alignment won't matter. None of those guys are getting taken. Those are not, those should not, those should not be the picks, I should say. I don't want to definitively say that those are not the guys getting taken and then watch Zaitsev get taken. It's... It's not hard to go back and watch the other shows we've done this week and see, oh, there are a lot of decent defensemen out there that are better than what you can get from Ottawa. Yeah, absolutely. Like it's the same it's just the it's the same it's the same thing. Um this is this is one where the forwards is is the fertile ground or the goaltender. If you really feel strongly about the goaltender. Remember, you gotta take three of them. So you're going to have to go in somewhere on a guy that's not necessarily going to be in the NHL. Yep. So we'll see. Uh, yes, um, as Chad has said, Alex, the 17th is the day in which uh, they will submit the lists. And we will get them, and we will be able to break them down, and I will be in Nebraska that day. So naturally, that's yep. how things work out. Well, I'm sure we'll do a we'll break it down big time on our mock once we... Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure that our following Monday show, we will be breaking it down from an avalanche perspective, who they protected, yep. and then looking at it, and then our mock draft, obviously, which is that that next that Tuesday, uh, we will go all in. Yep, exactly. All right, let's get to our final uh, team here. I believe, Emma. Yes, this is our final team in the Florida Panthers. Uh, Florida is a bit of an interesting spot. Uh, obviously it starts with the, the goaltender spot because Bobrovsky does have an NMC. So there is the Dredger conversation. He is, however, a UFA uh, on defense. You know, last night I was, I was, I could not remember Sergei Bobrovsky's first name. <laughs> I just, I've, I've called him Bob for such a long time that I was just like, what's Bob's first name? His first name is the number one cop. All right. <laughs> top cop <laughs> top cop bob top cop bob <laughs> uh on defense you're acting under the assumption that yandel is getting waived or rather is waving his nmc protecting ekblad weaker and nudivara and then on the forward side you have barkov huberto bennett vetrano wenberg duclair and verhage did i spell uh, his name right uh probably not Ver, hey, oh, you did good job. I like nailed it. Easy, easy money on that one. Uh, so uh, some interesting things. I wrote Brecton, I wrote Sasha because he goes by both Sasha and Alexander, but I I put Sasha specifically on this list because it was shorter. I've always called him Sasha, so so have I. Thank you for the ten more dollars to the yacht fund, Dylan. Much appreciated. Yeah. Ten dollars at a time, baby. We're Dude, I tell you what. So how long is it going to take us if we do ten dollars a day, five days a week? 
How long Maybe is it going to take us to get to twenty-two million? Twenty-five hundred will be uh, <laughs> will be somewhere in the ballpark of owning a yacht. I think at that rate. Yeah, baby. <laughs> so yeah, we talked about Dreger as a pending UFA. Could be interesting for them uh, on the defensive side. You also have Brandon Montour as a pending UFA, but you could look at Strawman if you wanted. I don't know why you would. And then, yeah, uh, and, for, and at forward, I also I protected uh, Wenberg and left Hornquist unprotected. Yeah. Hornquist yeah. is a guy that is really, 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 really well liked in the NHL. Yep. Teams absolutely love that guy. And I only am emphasizing that because if he gets unprotected, you could make a good case for him. Um, Five point three million for just two more years—it's not a big commitment. Very, very, very easy for Seattle to just be exactly like exactly one of those veteran guys we were talking about two teams yep. ago. Also, yeah. exactly that kind of guy uh, would be fine. It's yeah, we had it. Yeah, I spelled it. I spelled Verhage right easy um thank you for the 20 dollars, sasha now we'll now we'll have our yacht in 2200 instead of 2500 yo my room at home is in the basement where there are no windows so there is no natural light homie (laughs) just ground outside that window (laughs) uh but yeah horncrist would make a ton of ton of sense that way Sere an option, as you said. They could go with something like Lucas yeah. Walmark if they were really desperate for a center. Yeah. Um, like Nolachari is a, is a guy that's actually been pretty effective for them that they could decide to actually protect. Um, would be okay. Um, and this one, I have Keith Yandel waving his NMC. So Keith Yandel for two years at 6.3. Radko Gudis at 2.5, uh, signed for two more years. Either one of those guys would probably be where I would start. Um, journeyman, um, depending on their evaluation of Dreger, if if they really really like Dreger, be aggressive with it. Look, yeah. a, a Dreger like a Dreger Jake Allen tandem, tandem, Gabby, yeah, could be pretty competitive. Play the hot hand with those two, and, and then play. and then it gives you a perfect excuse to take Connor Ingram. Okay, here we go again. <laughs> If theoretically, let's say Yandel doesn't wave, are you exposing Uyghur or Nudavara? Nudavara, and then if I'm if I'm Seattle, I take Nudavara. Nudavara is one of the more underrated guys around the league, I think. All right, very very good. Whereas uh, the jig is up on Mackenzie Uyghur. He got he got Norris votes. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. The people people the the people are now aware uh, that he is as good as he is. Well, awesome. I guess that uh, that's just about it for the Atlantic. Uh, yeah, some we have oh, one more. Oh, do we have one more? Did I forget one? Yeah, yeah you forgot Toronto. Oh yeah, right. The team that uh, that everyone thinks about but me. Toronto yeah. is <laughs> very nice. Uh, <laughs> I, I have not seen this graphic yet. I wasn't. I wasn't ready for that. Uh, protecting Jack Campbell and net Freddie's a UFA, so it makes sense. Yeah, and Jack Campbell took his job. So pretty much, pretty much did take his job there. 
defensively, they were going with Riley, Muzzin, and Brody. And then on the forward side, obviously, Matthews, JT, Marner, Nylander. At the bottom of it, you get a little bit more conversation. Hyman, Engvall, and Kerfoot is what AJ is going with. This is another one where um, not a lot of uh, wiggle room in terms of guys that I am. They have to expose, yeah. Yeah. Um, You could get away with one or two alterations. Um, Ingval, like, Ingval could easily be Spezza, right? Like, I don't, yeah, I don't think Seattle's, or whatever, yeah. I don't think, I don't think Seattle's taking Jason Spezza or Wayne Simmons, so I wasn't too worried about it. Yeah. Um, but we'll see. Yeah, I, uh, Toronto's kind of a weird one because they're another yeah. team that had, like you said, a lot of the people they aren't going to protect are just pending UFAs, right? Well, and they just signed Travis Dermott to a two-year extension today. And this is a team, this is a team that could easily, easily, easily go uh, four and four, where they either choose to protect Dermot or Justin Hole. But then they're always uh, big four forwards, yeah. Yeah, exactly. In which case, Alexander Kerfoot is the easy pick there. That'd be a slam dunk, solid yep. center that you can. Draw. And then another guy, another guy from the area. Yep. Um, you know, BC kid. So, um. That would be the other. That would be the other option. I didn't feel strongly about seven three versus four four. Sure. Um, because for me, if it, it, it's either take Kerfoot if they go four four and he's the guy that they expose, uh, or if in this alignment it's I probably just take Travis Dermott yeah, honestly. I'd- I would think Dermot is the the obvious choice, unless yeah. they really want an old guy who's not good at hockey anymore. I guess, but well, which one? Either Simmons or Spezza. They're both, oh yeah, yeah. They're both old and bad. Okay, I got you. Uh, thank you for the five dollars. Yeah, if they if they protect Hall, then that's fine. Yeah, sure, whatever. Like again, super easy, just. Take, take the other guy. Yep. Like, but, um, but if it's if it's four and four, like it, it, if it's if it's four and four, um, it has to be Kerfoot. He's more valuable than any of these guys on defense. It wouldn't matter. Wouldn't matter Hole or Dermot because you're taking Kerfoot. Yep. Kerfoot probably is a top six center for them. Yeah. So that. Those are going to be tough to come by for Seattle. If Kerfoot's out there, it's just yeah. Hard. And we saw, and with Kerfoot, his versatility is legit, man. Like he can play. Yep. Uh, he can play all over your forward core. He can he can power play. He can penalty kill. He can do a little bit of everything. Um, for for a team, and I, he's a guy that I just feel, I, I miss him in Colorado. Yep. Looking back on that deal, I would rather JT have been the one to go. How much? Better would that look if it was his JT and not Kerfoot? Yeah, <laughs> but you know you can't change the past. You can't know the future necessarily. Yeah, it's the way it goes. Yeah. Now that I've made the entire city of Toronto mad about ignoring their hockey team, <laughs> we're actually done with today's show. 
thank you everyone for watching, listening, consuming the podcast, however you might. Be sure to like and subscribe on YouTube. That helps us out a bunch, especially in the off season, as we start posting some other content diving into things. Uh, any any final thoughts as we've gone through three fourths of the league now with the expansion draft, AJ? I'm worried about how they're gonna find the forward talent, especially yeah. especially down the middle. I really don't know. They're they're gonna have the, they're not gonna have a top center. Uh, and whoever if they take if they take Matty Beneers or Kent Johnson second overall, that guy's gonna have a clear path to the NHL immediately, especially because they already have an NCAA season under their belt. Uh, if they go with a defender, they'll have time on him. But if they if they want uh, to go with one of the centers in the actual draft, um, even and hell, even if they went with Eklund, uh, you know who's a wing, bring him up and do yeah, it. they're they're not gonna have any roadblocks at forward for whoever they take uh, second. But at if they take a defender, I think it's gonna be like, that guy's probably gonna go back. All right, yeah, like Jason Spezza's fine. He's a he's fine for what he is at this is point. Is he a but serviceable he's, NHLer? Yes. Is he yeah. Good? No. yeah. Like, but it's it's if you're Seattle, he's meaningless. His existence yeah. is meaningless to you. Yeah. All right. So, on that note, we're out of here. We'll be back Friday with the Metropolitan. It might be me. It may be AJ and Evan or some something else because dentists hate me or something. I don't know. Uh, anyway, thank you for yeah. watching. Rudo's getting his face worked on tomorrow. Yeah, I have to get all my teeth blown up, basically. Uh, Thank you for watching, and we'll catch you next time.